What is up, everyone? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. I'm excited about tonight because tonight on the show, we will get into the first day of Cowboys mandatory minicamp and we will get into what Mike McCarthy had to say about an element that should be added to the Cowboys offense, something they should be doing more of and that they hope to do more of in the 2022 regular season. And when I listened to Mike McCarthy talk about this, when, when we read about it, I was excited. I'm not going to lie. I know that it's June. I know that we shouldn't get too carried away with all these sorts of notes, but I would be lying if I told you that I was not smiling from ear to ear when I read this tweet. Because Mike McCarthy had this to say during a mandatory minicamp, and I will open up us, open us up with this question, by the way, on the Facebook and the YouTube chat. Do you agree or disagree that Prescott should be getting more designed runs? Because this is what Mike McCarthy had to say about it. And this tweet is from Michael Gelkin over there at Dallas Morning News. He says, Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy said he hopes Dak Prescott will have more designed runs slash scrambles slash movement throws in 2022 now that he is a full season removed from ankle injury. We try to be smart when we used him last year, said Mike McCarthy. He has impressed them in the spring in terms of health. So do you agree or disagree with this comment by Dak Prescott? Because it, there seems two schools of thoughts, two schools of thought when it comes to letting your quarterback use his legs. We've got... People like John here that say, you know, disagree. Why? Because protect your quarterback. And I respect that line of thought. I really do. Samuel Rowe also going with the disagree answer. But then some people agree with the take. And some people are all in in letting your quarterback use his legs. And if you ask me right now, what would I like to see out of this? Lumen also says, agree, mobile quarterbacks have more success. Ryan says, just what we need, sarcastically, our 40-plus million dollar a year quarterback running more, LOL. Gregory says, agree. Craig says, if he is healthy, let him run, absolutely. Craig goes with agree. Tammy goes with agree. Clemente says, disagree, although he needs more running when play is not there. He stayed in the pocket too long last year. I am going to go with the strong agree. I am all in on the Cowboys letting Dak Prescott run the football a little bit more. I believe he could actually be one of the most dangerous dual threat quarterbacks in the NFL. And that might sound outrageous to some, but let's take a look at some of the quarterbacks around the league that can really be considered threats when running the football. And I'm thinking about Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson even, although age might begin to factor into how Russell Wilson fares as his scrambler. 
Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills, also an elite scrambler. And guys like Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, guys that have proven time and time again that they can win with their legs, right? Those are the quarterbacks I think of when I think about scramblers. Now, out of those, like Josh Allen, I will name them again. Josh Allen, Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Think about it this way. How many of them, how many of them are better passers, like 100% confident in saying that they're better passers than Dak Prescott? And I think that with a 100% degree of confidence, I could only say Josh Allen and potentially Russell Wilson might still be in there. I'm all in for ranking Josh Allen above Dak right now as a passer. But what I'm trying to say is Dak Prescott could really be one of the superior scramblers in the league and one of the superior passers among those superior scramblers. And if you can get that on your offense, you're just unlocking a whole new world, in my opinion. Dak Prescott, in his career, has averaged four point yards per attempt. He had a season back in 2017 in which he had on 57 carries, he averaged 6.3 yards per attempt. And then 2019 and 2020, he averaged over five yards per attempt. And the touchdowns that he got, that he is able to get when running the football were definitely missed in 2021 because he got six touchdowns per year running the football in his first three career years between 2016 and 2018. And then that number has gone down. Now, in 2019, he only got three of those. 2020 got three of those in only five games played. So that's not a bad number at all. But then in 2021, in 16 game plays, he only scored once running the football. And we complain so much sometimes about these stretches that the Cowboys can go on with a low, very low red zone efficiency. One of the best ways to fight that, in my opinion, is if you make your quarterback yet another concern for the defense. If you're running read option, for example, in goal line situations, kind of like what the Seattle Seahawks did for a long time with, the, with Russell Wilson. And I always loved that by the Seahawks. They were, and it was a rate that was so ridiculously, ridiculously bigger than the rest of the NFL teams of running read option at the goal line. Why? Because Russell Wilson could do it at a very high level. Give me that with the Cowboys. And give me some, some of those empty formations in which you also know that Dak Prescott can take off running. I am all in for Dak Prescott running a little bit more with that football. A lot of people in agreement with me, uh, with Josh Allen here. Manny Ramos says they might, they might call more design runs for Josh Allen than any other quarterback. The guy is a beast. The guy is a beast not only because he can go toe-to-toe in a gunslinger contest with Patrick Mahomes in the AFC divisional round, but he's also a beast running the football. <laughs> Toxic Tom, uh, Michael says, and I respect this. I think this is a good comment. Why can't this team just shut up and just do it without announcing what they are going to do, says Michael. Uh, Sandra says, Dak needs to let go of the damn ball. And I know 
a lot of people have always been concerned about how much Dak Prescott, uh, you know, can hang on to that football. In 2021, I believe that the problem was that Dak was among the quarterbacks that struggled a little bit more with the post-snap rotation of the safeties on the opposing defense. That's a trend right now in the NFL. That's one of the major features of Big Fan Joe's defenses that are taking over the league at this stage in which they show the quarterback a too high safety look. So you got two safeties up there and then they rotate aggressively after the snap. That's always been a thing in the NFL. Do not get me wrong, but we've been seeing more and more of that. And, and that's maybe one of the reasons why Dak was struggling to, to let go of the ball. I would assume that that might be a point of emphasis for the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. But anyways, that was one of the major notes, in my opinion, out of the first day of mandatory minicamp. Moving on to another piece of info that Todd Arker from ESPN reported on the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy said after the regular season, that one of after the postseason, that one of the biggest areas for improvement for Dallas was discipline. They were among the leaders in the NFL in penalties against. And it seems like they are acting on that promise that they were going to work on it. Because according to Todd Arker from ESPN, NFL refs were on hand for the workout. Now, this is different from what you see usually. Because according to Todd Arker, they are usually there at training camps for a few days only in the summer. So if you having if you are having NFL officials on practice this early in the offseason, I think McCarthy deserves, you know, a tip of the hat on this one. It seems like, you know, he is acting on what he believes to be one of the biggest problems for the team. And I kind of like it, you know, didn't work out today, but that's part of the reason why they're there. According to Todd Arker, there were too many penalties. The official unofficial count was eight flags in practice, but I'm not worried about that. I like, I mean, of course I am worried about the penalties, but what I mean is I'm not worried about how many penalties they had today. I will bring a little bit of a positive note on today's show and say, I like that they're doing something about it. And as Todd Archer pointed out on his tweet, that might have been you. And I'm in for that. I am in for that. I'm not saying that McCarthy is the guy that will bring home the sixth Lombardi trophy. I'm just saying I will acknowledge that the coaching staff might have gotten this right, right? Time management is Bruce. And penalties both need to be worked on. I agree. I couldn't agree more. It was way too many penalties against Dallas. I wasn't happy, says MJ. Uh, Toxic Tom says eight penalties. And we don't have Connor Williams anymore. <laughs> there you go. By the way, Connor Williams getting some work at center, I believe, over there in Miami. Michael says, what I want to know is how many flags were on Tyler Smith, the rookie. That's a fair question. One that I don't have the answer to. But I would also love to know that. 
I would also love to know that. Now, that's something that I liked. But then another big storyline of these Cowboys mandatory minicamp. Last night, we talked about Jalen Tolbert and why, in my opinion, Tolbert was the player to watch in minicamp after he missed OTAs because of injury. And now he was going to be back at it healthy for mandatory minicamp. Where is he going to line up? Where is he going to be on the rotation? Well, it turns out that he had a pretty strong day of practice, but not only with Dak Prescott and the offense, also on special teams, because he appears to be the favorite to lead the team in punt returns. My question from me to you is, do you like or dislike Jalen Tolbert returning punts? Because that was that that was a low-key underrated need for the Cowboys. The guys that led the team in punt returns last year were Cedric Wilson, who is now a Miami Dolphin, and CeeDee Lamb, who as wide receiver one, you probably do not want to risk throwing him out there on special teams that frequently. Seems like Jalen Tolbert is the guy to take over that role, according to Michael Gelkin from Dallas Morning News who reported that he saw more live work at punt returner than anyone else on the team. Based on Sprink, says Michael Gelkin, there is a real chance Stolbert leads Dallas in punt returns. Do you like or dislike that bit of news? Hell no, says Gregory. Dislike for Samuel Rowe. And I kind of get it, people that, you know, are not into this because number one, he is potentially your number two wide receiver to start the season, even more so without Michael Gallup available. And also, I think a lot of people would have some problems with the speed because Jalen Tolbert is not known for his speed. D-Block says, did he do that in college? Not really. So Tolbert didn't really return punts when he was in college. So this is new to him. I think... There are there is some good stuff with Jalen returning these punts because he did show that burst, even though he is not a top-end speed guy. He did show that ability to create some sort of separation. And that could translate to special teams. That hesitation moves and all of that, that could work for the Cowboys. Now, I am with the people that like this move including Johnny here, Lumen, MJ, John over there at Facebook. John says Pollard would be great too. Tony Pollard, by the way, rotated in according to Michael Gelkin. Now, Tony Pollard has returned kicks for the Cowboys, but since joining the team in 2019, he has never returned a punt. So there's that. Toxic says, uh, who are the other legitimate options? Pollard, I believe, to be the other legit option cd lamp i don't think it's an option because now he is number the number one wide receiver and i don't believe it's worth the risk and then michael also just throws in ryan Knoll's name there because why not this was a rookie kick returner says ray that is right i like it but kevin knight also proposes a good option a good alternative use james washington 
whoever it is. And I like the fact that Jalen Tolbert is getting a chance to do so. I think that he can do a good job at it. I think that there are not a lot of options on the team, man. And whoever it is, it needs to work out. According to Football Outsiders Efficiency Metric, DVOA, the Cowboys had a top 10 special teams unit last season. But specifically for punt returns, they were below league average. And that's just based on efficiency metrics by Football Outsiders. The one thing that would concern me about Jalen Tolbert returning punts is that if you look at the yards after catch that Jalen Tolbert was able to get when he was in South Alabama, most of the time they came because he had just earned a lot of separation and he could get that burst going. But he never really was a guy that provoked, that caused or forced a lot of missed tackles. So maybe that's one thing that would concern me when talking about this guy returning the punts. <laughs> I love weed here. He says, I want Micah on punts. Just kidding. No, you cannot say just kidding. Let's get Micah in there. I'm all in for that. <laughs> just kidding, of course. Uh, I'm not saying that Tolbert wouldn't be good, says Gregory, but it's unnecessary danger. That's valid. I think this also has to do with just a lack of options at this stage for the Cowboys. I, I cannot think of anyone else other than James Washington, like Kevin Knight mentioned, uh, Tony Pollard doing this thing. But anyways, that would be a big win, though, for Jalen Tolbert, getting a major role on offense and a major role on special teams. Now, before I leave you guys tonight, there was a top 10 quarterback rankings out there. And I got to give credit to around the NFL because I looked at these QB rankings and now I cannot think of, of something as controversial in the world of sports that can be as controversial as a top 10 quarterback list. I cannot do it. Quarterback rankings are meant to be controversial. So I was super surprised that after I read this by around the NFL, I didn't hate it. Like I, there wasn't a part of this ranking that I didn't hate. And that's saying something about a quarterback rankings list. So my question for me to you guys are is, is Prescott in the following ranking that I will show you too high, too low, or just Fair because according to the guys over there at around the NFL, great podcast, of course, Dak Prescott is ranked at seventh in the league behind Joe Burrow, Herbert, Josh Allen, and then your top three made up by Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers at number one. I'm not saying that I agree. With each and every single one of these rankings, but I'm just saying I do not hate any of these spots. I, I still have some trouble not ranking Patrick Mahomes at number one because I would still do it and I wouldn't hesitate that much on it. And then after Prescott rounding out the top 10, you've got Russell Wilson at eight, Lamar Jackson at ninth, and then Matthew Stafford at number 10. 
I like this uh, ranking, to be honest. So let's see some of your answers here. Is Prescott ranked too high, too low, or just fair? Toxic Tom says Derek Carr is 12th. Damn. But also look at the guys after him and tell me that you hate it. I can't. Even if you don't agree with it, right? Even if you say, you know, Derek Carr should be ranked a little bit lower than that. But can you make an absolute case for it? Craig says too high. MJ goes a little too low. Joe says seventh sounds about right. Arguable says Caesar, but it's all objective. Fair for Gregory. Push says Bruce. Samuel says Russell Wilson better. I will say that this is just fair. I will say that this is just fair. I don't mind this ranking. I think you can put Dak Prescott here between maybe the... You can go as high as fifth, but you cannot go lower than ninth, in my opinion, with Dak Prescott here. So I think this is a fine ranking, to be honest. Kirk Cousins is Landers to Samuel Rowe. Kirk Cousins ranked at 15th. And I've always been a little bit higher than most people on Kirk Cousins. But I'm not sure that I would rank him higher than 15th on this list. Now, something that I believe they nailed is that they didn't include second-year quarterbacks and rookie quarterbacks. They were mature enough to acknowledge that, you know what, we just do not know about those guys. We just don't know enough. <laughs> I do not think that Jalen Hurts is 16th, says Michael. But because you believe him to be higher or lower. Kevin says, about right, not mad at it. Lumen says that I disagree with that list. I do not know if Lumen means because Ryan Tannehill is 13th and he is uh, from Tennessee. I genuinely do not know if that's what he means. Justin Herbert will be number one by the end of the year, says Ryan. I was surprised by, so after Joe Burrow made it to the Super Bowl, I thought that if I put out a poll on Twitter and asked my followers, who would you rather have, Herbert or Burrow? I, I would have guessed, I actually guessed that, tried to guess, that I was going to get about nine, a 90% response in favor of Joe Burrow. But no, it was way closer than that. It was about at 66 versus 33%. Or no, actually it ended up being like 60-40. And I appreciated that from my followers because I also believe that that is a very close debate that will have many different answers as we go through with their careers and as we follow them. But yeah, I believe Dak Prescott has to be in the top 10. I do not see how you put him out of the top 10, to be honest, at this point. Excited about a healthy season from the guy. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be all for me tonight here in ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. As always, reminding you to smash the like button. Share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. You can catch this show on the podcast feed. If you miss it live, remember that, that you can do that with Skywalker Steel's show and my show. By the way, catch Sky tomorrow morning. And thank you for joining the show. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Have a fun Tuesday night. Thank you, guys.